Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Book Talk with Lucky Jones. I am Ebony. And I'm Amiri. And today we're going to be talking about Clap When You Land by Elizabeth Acevedo. You did it. Yeah! Anyway, so I came across this book um, after I read Poet X and With the Fire on High. And I just love this author so much because she just brought a piece of color to her work that I personally hadn't seen before because most of the works of art that I read were done by Caucasians. Mm -hmm. And so it was not really a lot of showcase on um, people of color. Mm -hmm. So whenever I saw that she was coming out with a third book, I just grabbed it up as soon as it came out. And I personally did love it. Well, that's good for you. Yeah. So we're going to talk about how you felt about it. I'm actually really excited to do this because <laughs> up until now, I really loved all of Ebony's recommendations. And I'm like, dang, because Ebony hates all of my recommendations. <laughs> well, he is. Yeah. No, I was like, hate's a good word. Yeah. You never have anything good to say about it. <laughs> And so when I was reading this, I was like, hmm, this is, like, by the time that this comes out, the podcast about Silver Sparrow by Tyree Jones will have already been out, so you yes. already hear my opinions on that. In this book, she recommended it after I recommended Silver Sparrow to her, and I understand why it was recommended, but this book is a great value, Silver Sparrow. <laughs> okay, so, um... What about it do you feel is, like, great value? Is it because um, we don't really have a point of view from the other mother? I, th- I think so. I think having one of, having, I feel like in a situation where you have an outside family, there's going to be some main components, and the father who is having two families is one of them. Mm-hmm. The mother of one of the families is another one of them. Mm-hmm. Then you have the mother of the other family, well, if two out of three of those people are dead, it's kind of like you're getting a really flat, you know, point of view. Okay. Because it's like you just, you literally just have this one woman's point of view. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of have the both daughters' point of views, but it's like one of the daughters looks, the daughter whose mom is dead, who is Camino, mm-hmm. looks up to her dad like he's this great man and he's this and that. And she kind of has her dad on this pedestal, even though she sees him like a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. And then you have Yahida, who she is kind of the same way, but she has recently found out that, like, her dad did does have another family. And so she's, like, a year before the dad, like, passing away, mm-hmm. she had not even spoke to him. So it just, to me, you don't get that same backstory that you were getting in Silver Sparrow. Because mm-hmm. I know it was one of your complaints. You're like, I don't need to know everybody's backstory. Yeah. But I would at least, like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you you get so far in the book before you even know that both of the wives were friends. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to hear about that, but you don't get that. Mm-hmm. You get, like, nothing. Yeah. Okay, so what I liked about that is because, like, you, you learn information as the person telling... Like, we get... we're Okay, so we mostly get perspectives from Camino and Gahara. Mm-hmm. So we only know as much as they know. And as much as they're thinking about in their time of grief. And I appreciate that, too. Because mm-hmm. I do kind of like finding out information as they find out information. But I also love that, like, omnipresent, like, narrator mm-hmm. that's telling you 
all parts of the story because I am nosy. <laughs> so I want to know all the information. I want to know everybody's backstory. I want everything to tie up really nicely. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the more redeeming parts of this book is that it doesn't really do that because you don't get everybody's side of the story. Like you'll never get the other mother's part of the story because she's dead. Yeah. The father is dead. Mm-hmm. So you don't get that point of view. You're kind of just going off what the characters are like uncovering and finding out about their father who has died. Mm-hmm. And that makes it very like realistic okay. because you're like in real life, you're not going to get like that third omnipresent godlike narrator that's telling you like, oh, and this is their side of the story. Like mm-hmm. you don't get that. So it's nice to kind of like really be like kind of like immersed in the story. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I like about the books that I, te- I, I read. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that um, reading the books that like you relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is that omnipresent. We're going to mm-hmm. find out everything, all of the deets and all of that. And for me, it's just like, Ugh, this is information. Right. It's like, there's too much information. I'm like, no, there's, <laughs> that's the amount of information I want. Yes. And like, you know, I respect that. And like, as, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and get into this. Mm-hmm. So whenever I give ratings and stuff, it has nothing at all to do with the author's quality of telling the story. It's about the enjoyment that I get from that story. Mm-hmm. So, like, all of your, like, Tayari Jones, mm-hmm. she really is an excellent writer, mm-hmm. and she does do a very good job at weaving together a story, and so does Britt Bennett. It's just sometimes, well, mostly all the time, the story itself is just not something that I... Would choose to read. Right. And so, yeah. Back on topic. That's understandable, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like it's definitely one of those things that, like... Because you do kind of give harsh ratings to the things that I give you, but I knew coming into this, you don't like a slice-of-life story. You don't want just, like, this is a particular moment in time in this character's life. Yeah. But I keep recommending them to you because mm-hmm. that's all that I read. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely not your fault mm-hmm. at all, but I have so far enjoyed... I have enjoyed the journey that we've gone down so far. So have I. So, okay, back to the story. Um, so you already mentioned that you really don't like the outside family thing. I don't. So for me, it, it doesn't really bother me because, like, I, my mother and my father, they both had other children mm-hmm. before they had me. So having a brother that I just don't get to see or talk to you or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never really a bother to me mm-hmm. because like, I always understood like, yeah, that's my family. We just don't talk. See, and where I'm coming from is like, my parents only have me and my sister. Mm-hmm. So the idea of them having like other relationships and other children is very foreign to me because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm looking for a family unit. I'm looking for two people to be married to only to only each other mm-hmm. and have their own children. Mm-hmm. And I understand that's not something that's even like in this day day and age like common. Like everybody has like half brothers, half sisters, step brothers, step sisters, play brothers, play sisters. So it's kind of like you know, play brother and play sister. You never heard of that? No, it sounds kind of gross. No, it's not. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not like any like Alabama type stuff. I'll tell you that, but. It's like, okay, so if you grow up with people who, like, 
aren't your parents like brothers or sisters or like really close friends and they have kids your age oh and you kind of grow up together that's like your play sister okay or like your play brother mm-hmm. i have play uncles and play aunts and play cousins mm-hmm. like i have a bunch of people who i'm not blood or marriage related to but because i grew up with them in my life and calling them my uncle or calling them my aunt or calling them my that's just cousin. family to you. yeah that's just my play family mm-hmm. okay cool 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 it's just a play aspect of it. The, the play part that was throwing you off. Yeah. Like, I saw the look in your eyes. You were like, what? <laughs> I'm just like, I don't think I like this. But back to, like, the family unit. I understand yes. that my situation is not the situation for everybody. But coming from a reader's perspective, when mm-hmm. I read things that I can't relate to mm-hmm. or that just don't kind of compute in my head, like, the double family things I'll never understand and I didn't understand it before I was married. And after I was married, I sure don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things that it kind of brings down my excitement level for reading. And I'm kind of like mentally checked out. I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing okay. this again. So what had me checked in wasn't like their, mm-hmm. ooh, too scandalous. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't that. It was the, um, it was the title, Clock When You Land. Have you ever been on a plane and people clock when they land? I, yes, whenever me and my mother came back from Germany, that was whenever I first experienced the clap when you land. I remember I was eight at the time, mm-hmm. and I was confused, because I was just like, why are they clapping? And she was, my mother explained to me, she was like, oh, they're clapping because we're landing and we made it. And I was just like, there was a possibility that we couldn't have made it? <laughs> So whenever I saw the title, I was like, okay, I'm interested. And then, like, I read um, the backstory of it Mm -hmm. where there was a plane that crashed down. Um, It was over in New York, like, this, like, what happened in the story. And there were a lot of people who were going to the DR and people who were coming back. It was, like, 80 or 90% of the people on the plane. And a lot of them did die. And so that concept was just really interesting to me. And then the fact that there was people who were like, oh, yeah, I have a whole nother family that my other family didn't know about. Mm-hmm. That that was also interesting. So that's how, like, the information I had going into this book. And reading it out was painful and beautiful, like, to watch somebody... Well, to read about somebody's mourning process Mm -hmm. and, like, the unresolved feelings that could arise from, like, the grief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially whenever, like, your dad is just like, yeah, I'm going back to DR, not for business, but for... My other family, for my other child. Yeah. That has to be hard. I did like the going through the characters and their different stages of grief too, because the characters are really well written. They're really like well-rounded, interesting characters. Mm -hmm. You get two daughters from the same man that both demonstrate qualities of their father, but in other ways are nothing like him at all. And they're very nothing like each other. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting to watch each character struggle with their relationship with their father in their relationship with their father post his passing. Yeah. And it even and to me the story where I finally got interested in the story was when Yahida comes to the DR to visit Camino mm-hmm. to go to the funeral. Mm-hmm. 
because then you get you get to see the sisters interact you get to see them like with each other and reading them they just felt like sisters who have known each other forever yeah they didn't feel like oh they didn't have like the animosity that i would have if i found out that like my dad had another kid Mm-hmm. And he died, and I'm figuring out now about this other kid. Like, I wouldn't even want to go see them. I'd be like, sorry, no thank you. Ooh. <laughs> like, you are not really my brother and sister. You haven't been in my life. Like, you're a secret, mm-hmm. or I was a secret, so I really don't mm-hmm. want to do this now. But they didn't go into it like that. They just kind of went into it like, hey, we're sisters. They were very adult about it to be teenage girls. Mm-hmm. And just, like, even them setting up, like, the Zoom calls and, like, talking to each other, and it's like, hey, blah, 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 I'm going to come to the funeral, pick me up and i think it's because they also had to to deal with a very adult emotion along with it Mm -hmm. because like i feel like it would have been very different if the father was still alive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but because they're mourning their father yeah it's that mutual understanding of grief like Mm -hmm. there's literally no one else on this planet that will understand exactly what you're going through right except for you yeah so that, that is true that's a good point and so I think that's probably why I did like it a lot better than Silver Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in Silver Sparrow, like, the sisters, they're, like, well, I forget her name now. Gwendolyn Stoller? Uh, Dana. Yeah, Dana was, like, going through it as, I'm going to reveal the secret because it shouldn't be a secret. Which, mm-hmm. in, in all honesty, it shouldn't, have, it shouldn't be a secret. Like, there's no reason for you to deny, like, I can, I, I'm not even a mother. Mm-hmm. I don't really have the plan to be a mother. Mm-hmm. But the idea of denying a child a family because. Because you made a decision. Yeah. That's technically illegal. Mm-hmm. Like, that just, it doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem fair. But I felt the difference between Dana and uh Charisse and Yahida and Camino is that Yahida and Camino had the luxury of both knowing. Yeah, at the same time. At the same ish. time. Yeah. Ish. With within a year, which I feel like is a good grace period. Yeah, because like what Yahida found out was that her father was married to another right. woman. So she didn't even know about the daughter. Right. And the only reason why Camino found out that she had a sister was because her uncle was like, had called her aunt to tell her them that like she's entitled to some money mm-hmm. of the settlement from the airplane crashing. And they were like, well, since you're older, you're actually entitled to it first. And she's like, wait a minute, I, I have a sister. What's yeah. that about? But both of them kind of finding out around this, like, pivotal moment, I felt gave them, like you said, they were dealing with an adult emotion. They had to be adults. Mm -hmm. Dana Lynn and Sharice, first of all, Sharice wouldn't have known she had a sister. It was was kept very well from her. Mm -hmm. And Dana herself didn't even, like, if she really wanted to be messy and start something, she'd be like, hi, I'm your sister. Yeah. But she kind of befriended her, this girl who didn't really have any friends. Mm -hmm. Sharice was kind of obsessed with Dana. Yeah. And it's like... I feel like Dana played off another emotion, which was kind of like jealousy mm-hmm. while they're, these girls are going through grief and mourning. So they got to be more adults about it, where in Silver Sparrow, you get to feel that like raw, unadulterated teenage, like angst and emotion and jealousy mm-hmm. and 
anger. Yeah. You don't really get that in this book. And I appreciate that because that is why I don't like Silver Sparrow because I don't like Dana. Mm-hmm. And I don't like her mom. And I feel like they both kind of like show those emotions. But in Clap When You Land, even the mom, which she doesn't, she's never given a real name. They just call her like Senora or Mommy. Yeah. <laughs> um, she knows that there's a second family. Yeah. But she doesn't treat it the way it's treated in Silver Sparrow. Like mm-hmm. it's never really talked about. She's just kind of like, there is a line and she says something like, he was mine first, he'll die. He, he will be buried here with me. Yes. Like, she's very adamant about it. It's And it's kind of giving me, like, I know he has another family. I know he has a daughter. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like she was even trying to, like, keep all the money for herself. Like, mm-hmm. she was just like, I just want him here with me. I was his wife first. Yeah. I feel like the mother is very tragic. She is. And Especially she, in the beginning. Yes. And I, I really do feel so bad for her mm-hmm. like i hate to say it but in silver sparrow i didn't feel bad for anybody at all I involved but in cloud when you land i do feel bad for the mother because like she was very even though she like whenever he died she was just like well this is what i want i'm his wife i was mm-hmm. married to him first so he needs to be buried here she didn't try to fight them Right. Whenever they're like, well, isn't as well that he has to go back to DR? Mm-hmm. And she's like, fine. If that's what it is, then that if that's the only thing, that's the one thing that he actually took the time out to plan, then you'll have it. Whatever. But me and my daughter are not going there. Right. It wasn't... I feel like in Silver Sparrow, it was just kind of built up as almost like a civil war against these, like, two sides of this family. And mm-hmm. here, it's kind of very much like, if that's what he wants, that's what he wants. Yeah. I know he has a second family. She was my friend. I know she has, you know, I know this about this person, but, like, I'm just not going to participate in it. Mm-hmm. But she is painted to be so tragic. Like, they keep talking about how she's losing weight and she's not combing her hair and mm-hmm. she's not putting on her makeup and everybody's so sad around her. But then they come and, like, leech off of her. Yeah. And she's just silently just like giving it in. Happen. Yeah. And I felt really bad because I'm like, that's probably what her marriage... But it was even, like, implied that that's kind of how her marriage was. Because her aunt takes you ahead of the side and is like, listen, I know you're dealing with all this and you think your father's this great man, but he was a good dad. He was not a good husband. Yes. There is even a line in there where she says... Um, because Yahada confronts her, she was like, I understand that you're grieving, but you're just letting them roll over you. And she was like, listen, you love your father so much. Mm-hmm. And I will not take that away from you. Right. He wasn't a great man. And if this is what I have to pay to get them to respect me again, mm-hmm. this is just what I'm going to have to do. Mm-hmm. 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 So the fact that she, I, I think what I love the most about her is that she just handles the situation with like so much unspoken grace. Like even though she is kind of trash talking him, she's not going to turn him into a villain in front of her daughter. And I always appreciate people in general who do that mm-hmm. because it's like, what is the point in ruining how a child feels about a parent? Yeah. You're like, you can figure it out yourself when you're older. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you the specifics. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to say he was a good dad. He wasn't a good husband to me. But it is what it is. Exactly. And you keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, what I also would like to talk about is, like, 
what Camino had to go through growing up. Oh, yeah, the El Cero of it all. Yeah. So, okay, so um, in the DR, um, her aunt chooses to remain in, like, I don't want to call it the slums, but it's kind of like, that's how I picture it in my mind. Well, that's kind of how it's painted out to be. Mm -hmm. She's kind of, she kind of lives where I live. She lives on, like, the edge of, like, really good and really bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By choice. By choice. Because she's... She's like the mystic healer of her little tribe area. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's how um, Camino's grown up mm-hmm. into like the mystical arts and the spirits and mm-hmm. the, all of that. So on the outskirts of this area, she um, is circled by this rapey guy. And it's also never really shown how old this man is because you can't because she said like before he was before El Cero was El Cero he was just her friend's older brother Mm -hmm. so he could be anywhere between like two years older ten years older like you don't really know Mm -hmm. but he is watching her like pray Mm -hmm. and it's just like really really bad it's just a really bad situation and I remember the first time I was um going through his book I was just like why doesn't she just talk to somebody about it? Yeah. And, like, that's the thing that stresses me out the most. Is because I feel like if she just talked about it, that maybe it could have been solved sooner. hmm Because, like, what ends up happening is pretty... It gets really bad, but it doesn't, like, cross that line. And right. And I, I appreciate um, Elizabeth... For stopping it where it stopped. Yes, it I really do. It could have went way left. Mm-hmm. And I also like how she said whenever they, the mothers like rescued her from that situation that she was in shock and she was throwing up and shaking and all of this. Mm-hmm. And, and that there was a line, she was just like, her aunt says, well, she's probably been out there for hours trying to figure out how she was going to get away. Mm-hmm. And like, that's scary. And like frightening, and like the way it was painted out, it was it was done really well. Mm-hmm. And also like the little backstory you get that like, cause when you're reading this, you're like, why is all of a sudden he's like all over her? Cause mm-hmm. it's not even like a coming of age novel where it's like, oh, and now she looks like a woman and stuff. Because her appearance is mentioned a lot in the book. Mm-hmm. Like she's very pretty, very shapely. Mm-hmm. She has a swimmer's body. She has a swimmer's body. She's always in the ocean, but. It's mentioned that before her dad died, he'd been paying him off to leave her alone. Mm -hmm. So now that her dad is dead, he's not getting paid. So he's like, now I can just like go after what I want. Mm -hmm. And it comes to like a point towards like the climax. Well, I guess I feel like this book is really hard to like give a specific climax to because I feel like there's a bunch of them Mm -hmm. in the book. But towards the end of the book, there's like an altercation between El Cero and Camino. Mm -hmm. And Yahida steps in, and it's it's a really nice part of the book because you do see them acting like sisters. Mm-hmm. It's something that I would do for my sister, something I'm sure she would do for me. And it kind of makes you see, like, ah, like, they are one and the same. Mm-hmm. And, like, I do like whenever they do first come together that there is, I remember, yeah, there is, like, little petty moments mm-hmm. between them, like, 
mental warfare. Yeah. Where they're just like, she's so much better at this than I am. Like, okay, so, yeah. They go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And um, Camino's swimming, and she... And Yahada is thinking, oh my gosh, she swims like daddy. Mm-hmm. Like, she's so good at it. But she came to this chessboard. Got me on it. Whooping that Couldn't, couldn't be <laughs> Not me. And then she's just like, she said that she had to catch herself because she's like, it's not really appropriate. It's, it's not she's, that it's appropriate, not appropriate. It's just like, it's not really worth it to yeah. be that petty but even Camino, when she's picking up Yahida from the airport she's like and and for her to think i should just show up and pick her up like i have some big fancy car and i can just stop whenever i want to to come pick her up and yeah. she probably thinks i'm gonna be her servant mm-hmm. and clean up her clothes and it's like, <laughs> it's like but then she also spends the day getting this extravagant meal ready for her like to come mm-hmm. so it's kind of like i want to like her but like i also want to keep my guard up like i want to make sure that she knows like she can't mess with me but yeah so it's just like it's it shows me that if their dad hadn't died, mm-hmm. they would probably be at each other's throats. Yeah. Trying to, to compete for trying who to was better. For his affection. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be more like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I remember there was also a time where Yahada was thinking about how she was mad at her poppy for leaving her for the summer. Mm-hmm. But then she was like, felt guilty because she was like, well, yeah, he left me for the summer, but he left her for like 10 months out of the year so there you go and then i think it also says that yahada's name is light Mm -hmm. so kamino was like kind of pissed about that too (laughs) so that's the light and i'm just over here walking (laughs) (laughs) yeah but all in all i did enjoy it greatly I was mad at the mother, though, for, I was mad at the mother for leaving her in DR for all the years that her mother was dead. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, it brought me back to Silver Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever Dana was, like, upset and going through one of her, um, crisis where she's like would my dad even take me in if my mother died yeah yeah and it's like eventually the mother does do the right thing and she adopts uh camino and she takes her back to america and she's promising her this better future but like it took you so long to do that yeah when you all could have just been a family in america mm-hmm. and the dad would have never died because he wouldn't have been going to the dr every summer mm-hmm. and i wonder if that's like one of the things she had to battle with herself that's probably why she did it she was probably like if i could have just done this sooner yeah because um there was a time in there where she says to um whenever she does eventually follow her daughter to mm-hmm. the dr she does tell um camino that you know whenever you turned 18 you were gonna come up to the states mm-hmm. you died your daddy did have it already planned out and everything <laughs> and she was saying it was like I wouldn't want to I wouldn't say it was resentment but it was just like matter of fact yeah very like this is what was going to happen like I would have had to prepare myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now it has to happen sooner so it's more of like is she is like 
It's, it's hard to figure out the mom's emotions about it. It is because she kind of treats it like a business transaction. Like, mm-hmm. she just makes sure she has the appropriate paperwork. She goes to the consulate. She's like, this is what I want to do. I'm, I'm, t- look at the marriage licenses. I'm technically her stepmother. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take her back with me. Mm-hmm. And it's not very emotional, like, oh, like, I love you so much, or I'm so happy. It's just kind of like, this is what was going to get done anyway, so I'm just gonna finish it. Yeah. She's very much about honoring her late husband's wishes. Mm-hmm. Even if it goes against what she wants. Yeah. So you, and that's another thing. If you would have got some backstory from the mom, maybe got like a little chapter from the mom's perspective, we mm-hmm. could have got that, but you don't get that. But the book isn't really about her, it's about Yahida and Camino, so you're yeah. only getting their perspectives. Exactly. Like, I am really confused about why her friend did marry him. Yeah, because that's not a good friend. Mm-mm. Like, the fact that she, like, it was mentioned many times, like, she was my friend. Like, she was a good friend of mine. Yeah. But it's also mentioned that um, her friend was his best friend and they knew each other yeah. in childhood. And she said that the reason why he even, like, went after her was because she says, um, God, what did she say? She says that he felt like he had to put on an act and be his best self and dress him up. Mm-hmm. And that winning her was, like, really like just hitting the lottery Mm -hmm. but being with her friend his best friend Mm -hmm. was whenever he could truly be himself and just relax see and i don't trust men with girl best friends for that reason Mm -hmm. and that and i get it's gonna sound problematic it's gonna sound toxic i do not care (laughs) but like men with girls best friends and i and i know this because i have been guys best friends Mm -hmm. it's like it's just like a hurdle that you just don't want to cross because you're like, dang, like they have all these like inside jokes and they can joke together. Cause like when you're dating somebody, you don't want to be one of the boys. Yeah. But when you're somebody's best friend, you can be one of the boys mm-hmm. and that's automatically appealing to men. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh yeah. Like I just feel like I can be myself and around you, I have to be like your boyfriend. Yeah. I cannot deal. I could not, have, <laughs> I could not have dealt if my husband would have had like a girl best friend. Mm hmm. Because it's just, like, it's, like, defeating that, like, final boss that I just wouldn't... I would have given up the game. I would have been like, well... It's like, listen, I'm not doing I'm this. I'm done. I will not do it. I'm I'm not going to fight with y'all. Be together. Yeah, that's why I was, like, whenever I first met Carlos and Marlon, and I met all of the friends that they hung out with, mm-hmm. and then I got to know Carlos and Marlon, I was just like... <sighs> <laughs> No competition here. <laughs> nope, no competition here. I know their type and I am <laughs> I am safe. Safe. No, I mean I had no background knowledge. I was like, listen, if you put a girl best friend back home, like I gotta quit that. <laughs> we have you gotta cut it off. And then it's always, like, the parents love the girl best friend, and they're like, oh. And they meet you, and they're like, mm. you know who I love? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That brings me, like, to the mothers. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Which we're going to be talking about next week. But my God, let me tell you. Let's go, let's go, let's go best friends. On both sides. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is there anything else 
Would you like to rate the book? You're probably going to give it a 10. Well, okay, see. Comfort books get 10 ratings, but these other books, oh, five stars. Okay, we just five stars. Nice, easy five stars. Three and a half. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I give it a four. Okay. Because the reason I give it a four is because, like, there are things that I would like to know. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I did know a little bit more about the deceased mother. Mm-hmm. Or the father. Uh, no, I'm good with... I'm You're good. like, no, thank you, pass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with trash men. Mm-hmm. I don't need to... I just need to know you the trash. You don't want, like, the justification of... Mm-mm. No. Because, like, there's no justifying how you could leave... A child. Yeah. I no. no, like, okay, I get it. Like, your wife back home is having, like, all of these issues, but at the end of the day, you are her father. Mm-hmm. True. The least you could have did was, like, get your brother, who knew about the situation, mm-hmm. just get him to take her in. The very least you could do. He's like, no, thank you. No, I'm going to just leave her in these islands. And just spend money that I don't need to spend on buying people off to stay away from her. Mm-hmm. That's true. Think of all the money he could have saved. <laughs> all the money he could have saved. But you're not hard out for cash, so they're sad. <laughs> that means that it is what it is. <laughs> so that's why I go to four. I gave it 3.5 because it is a well-written story. And I do like the way that Elizabeth Acevedo writes and how her books are presented because they're never presented like in a normal like novel style. Yeah. And it makes it easier for me to read because mm-hmm. I can read a lot faster that mm-hmm. way. So I do appreciate that. She is a good writer. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like the subject matter mm-hmm. as we talked about earlier. You yes. can write, you can be an excellent writer, but write things that I'm not interested in and I'm going to automatically not be interested in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there just wasn't enough backstory for me. I like to know everybody's backstory and I would love to hear more about the aunt. I would love to hear more about the mom. I would even like to hear about the dad because I like to hear people try to justify bad actions. I'm like, what do you think that happened to you made it okay for you to do this? Mm-hmm. I just want to know. <laughs> I just want to know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I say that that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all that's we all have we to get. talk. Yeah. All right, thank you again for coming and spending some time with us. Leave us a comment, like, share the podcast. Be posted every Thursday um, at 9.30, and then we share it a little bit after that. Yeah, that's <laughs> on just Facebook. like periodically throughout the day. <laughs> yes, just keep your eyes up. We have, we're available on Google Podcasts. We're available on Spotify, and you can always reach us on Anchor. So, with that being said, peace out. Bye. Bye.